Hey everyone, this is Parlance. And this is Fresher. And this is episode number seven of the Fresher and Parlance show. Number seven. Lucky number, seven. Lucky seven, like Mickey Mantle. Um, so this is exciting. I just wanted to, to, I don't, look, we don't have any viewers. It doesn't matter, but I know a lot of my friends, and I know some of your friends have been uh, talking to me about the show uh, over the last couple of It's a hot topic. The last I week. Mean, the Fresher and Parlance show. Yeah, so I wanted to thank everyone. Uh, if you've watched an episode and you watched this episode, I, I'm going to reach out and say thank you, and and uh, we hope to get better at this every week. And uh, it's a learning experience. Yeah, and if anything, you get to learn about my life and uh, Fresher's life and what's going on in the Seattle area, as well as kind of what we think about uh, topics each week. So, so I just wanted to thank you. Beginning. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to thank everyone out there. I think it's appropriate since. You know, we do have a lot of family and friends watching, and hopefully, maybe at some point, casual viewers. But <laughs> maybe, I mean, I don't even know. It still says zero viewers, so that well, doesn't matter. But this, well, I mean, each week we're getting about thirty, close to thirty plays. So, um, it's thirty people. I, yeah, yeah. Look, I saw on our actually, annual... I just hired someone to. Uh, you know, they have services for that to raise your numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't well, tell you yet. Sorry, I should have. I should have told you about that. That's okay. Because I, I think 23 of them are mine, so <laughs> the other seven must be yours. If you want, you I hope you're not paying them much. Um, no, I think it's yeah, yeah. So I, you know, what's amazing is that I. It says on our Google Analytics uh, for the the account, we've had we've reached a milestone, Jeremy. What is our milestone? I haven't looked at it. One thousand minutes. Actually, it's what? like 1,100 minutes now. That is pretty good. How long is that in a? Like in, years, not in years. Well, years is not much, but in <laughs> hours, it's it's uh, seven hundred minutes is, is I'm sorry, six hundred minutes is an hour. So we're almost approaching, uh, sorry, ten hours. So we're almost approaching twenty hours of content consumed of our show. It says it's a uh, one tenth of a percent of a year. So look at that, one tenth of a percent of a year that we have recorded. That's amazing. Way to I go. Know. So uh, now that we're through the pleasantries of 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 the of our our uh, achievements, our lack thereof, um, let's get right into it. Jeremy, how was your week? What'd you do this week? It was pretty good. Let's see. Since last Thursday, um, what was going on? I knew I was going to be asked this. But I couldn't think of anything at the time either. Well, first off, Jeremy, you're miss. I mean, people, devout followers of the Fresher and Parliament Show are going to notice you have a new backdrop. What's I going do. on back there? I changed there? my backdrop. I uh, never got the dumb green screen stuff working, and I'm too lazy, so I just did it in a different room. And I'm doing color. This is a not the first one, but color again. I guess it, it's sort Keep of an eye patch. Your bisect. It's like a trees, right? Is that what that is? Yeah. It's like a bunch of logs stacked up. Just logs. A bunch of logs stacked up. Pretty much. Pretty much. So did you do anything on the weekend? Did you go to any shows? you like to go to see music <clears throat> venues? I do. Let's see. Ugh. I'm horrible at remembering things Man, that I did. Notes. We need Let's, notes. Uh, I know. I should. I could, I could just check my Foursquare, I guess, but yeah. I should have done that ahead of time. That's actually the best thing I could have probably done. I don't know. The new background is pretty snappy. Yeah, no, I mean that is it's the only topic I have. So 
<laughs> how about how about you? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I did a bunch of, uh, I did actually, I had a pretty great weekend. I on Friday night I met up um, kind of last minute and went to see, um, I went to Aloha Ramen. Oh yeah, I still need to check that place out. That's like oh. all my number one uh, food places I need to try because I'm trying. I've been to most of the ramen places I think. But people say that one's really good. So it's interesting. I thought you had been there. I but anyway, the ramen it's in Greenwood for those in the Puget Sound area. It's uh and as a I'm a pseudo vegan, they do have a vegetarian option. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, and uh, everyone else had lots of pork based meat soups and they loved it. And then I went to see the uh, the film The Last Man Standing. Oh yeah. And that movie was pretty good, but quite depressing. And I'll give you a, I'll just, and then I'll quickly run. I do want to talk about that. I have a topic about that. Yeah. Not necessarily a review. And then uh, Saturday, uh, the wife and I, we went for a hike up in the uh, the Stillaguamish River Valley area. Sounds cool. Yeah. And Sunday, I went steelhead fishing. Oh yeah, that's I know fishing, right? Yes. Well, just specifically for steelheads with uh, my good friend um, Mitch. Now I know you. You tried tying some new knots. Oh yeah, I did try. That's thank you. I I did a little do-it-yourself uh, uh, bait uh, creation. I I bought some gear up at the Cabela's because uh, I had a gift card. Um, you wouldn't or, have shopped there without a gift card. Uh, maybe not because it's pretty overpriced for a lot of just general day-to-day fishing gear stuff. But uh, the wife enjoys some of the clothing options that they have for you know outdoor wear, not necessarily Cabela branded, but just just in general, she just likes to look at outdoor gear. And she did buy a pair of um, uh, shoes, sneakers, or whatever running waterproof running shoes. Oh, that's wait. How do you run in the water? I don't. They're like for cross. I don't know. Like I don't know what they call them, but they're they're made for running in like harsh conditions, and they're made by Solomon, which I didn't even know they made shoes. And and I can, I can imagine like oh, I'm just gonna go out for a harsh run today, you know. Yeah, I'm just gonna go run through some puddles and mud, and yeah, that's what they're made for, running through puddles. They, and mud. They, they should have special running tracks for that. A harsh they, run, running track. Well, they do. They have tough mudder, which is like a thing. Yeah, but that's not like a running track. That's like a whole thing or whatever, and it's like one time a year or something. Right, right. So I think that's what, maybe this is what you wear. These shoes are what you wear for Tough Mudder, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and then she bought a pair of uh, actually, they're, she bought fishing gloves. I don't. So they're they are the gloves that you that have the fingers kind of like you know you see them sometimes for hunting gloves too, so you could pull the gun and uh, the trigger huh. and kill kill things. Oh, you mean so the fingers come off? Yeah, so they kind of like come off and they turn into mittens when you put them back on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah, just wear those all the time though. Yeah, I know. she has. This is her second pair. So the first one's kind of white and and fleece and and slightly, you know, a little bit more girly. The the ones now that she has, the the ones she just bought now are black and have like rubber grips all over them. And they're they were made for fishing, but she just she's like when. When will I not wear these, Peter? There's no reason. So <laughs> I would wear them all the time. <laughs> exactly. I've so actually been thinking about buying some driving gloves. I've never had any. That driving. seems like unnecessary, but kind of cool. You should buy driving gloves and driving shoes. I love driving <laughs> shoes. Driving shoes? That'd be cool to have like a little shoe holder, like 
right in your car like a slippers and change them off when you get in the car? So driving shoes, all they ha- all to, I think to qualify for driving shoes, the back heel just needs to come up past like you know past the the normal where a normal heel ends or the sole of the shoe. It comes up like maybe mid mid foot. So because when you're driving, the idea is that you're all, oh you're so it's like you can like like teeter on the middle or whatever. Yeah. So there's no That's a good idea actually. Yeah, there's no harsh edge. I wear them all the time just for comfort because they're great, and they generally don't have laces. But I'm sure they have laced up uh, driver shoes. I'll show I'll show you a pair when That's I wear cool, them yeah. next time. Yeah, they're they're great. I love them. I buy Cole Hans. I go up to the outlets and sometimes pick up a couple pairs just just for really months. a couple pairs. How many pairs of driving shoes do you have? Uh, currently, right now, uh, I guess like three do they wear pair? out? I mean, oh yeah, I wear them out like. Most wow. of, most of the ones that I have are actually unwearable to work. Oh, you can you wear them not in a car? Yeah, they're just they look good. They're they're good looking shoes. Oh, I was assuming you could only wear them in a car because they'd be like impractical for walking. Oh no, they're totally practical for walking. They're stylish. Cool. I'm a big fan of them. Maybe other people wouldn't agree with me, but I like them. I think they're great. Well, I want to check it out because I wanted more driving accessories. So, yeah, obviously, Super Bowl weekend is coming up. You know, we had a dead week. It was kind of, I mean, the, 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 I feel like the festivities and the excitement kind of wore out. You know, it was like game, 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 game. And then you I don't know. Like, they did a lot of stuff today. Did you see that Boeing flew that airplane? Oh, I know. It, I, so I thought it was awesome. I sent I it. I know. I think that's really cool. So I sent it to a lot of people. I said, Yeah, I probably got it from you. I think you did. And then I sent it to some other people. They're like, what an entire waste of fuel. What a waste of time. But I just kept thinking, like, hey, it flew over a bunch of areas I don't think get a lot of plane traffic, per se. Yeah. Well, it looked like it was way over on the east side of the state. Right. So I just think it was a good air show. And I think it was the, the, the 12th man Boeing 767 or 747. Oh, I didn't know they had an airplane. I thought it was just like they picked a plane to do it. No, they have like a 12-man airplane. It's a, it's oh, a seven, no way. That's cool. It's a 747-8, which I think means 8th generation. Yeah, I think it's like the new one. Yeah, so I think it was maybe it was even just a test flight of some sort. But yeah, so yeah. for those who don't know and are listening or at some point, essentially a, a Boeing plane took off from, I believe, Everett and... Um, it flew out and it made a straight line out and then made the outline of the number 12 to represent the, the 12th man, which is the fan base for the Seahawks, and then came back and landed in a straight line following the same path coming back so there was no weird uh, flight plan kind of to make a mistake on the number 12. It was pr- I mean, it's a pretty clever idea. Yeah, we can put the link on, our, uh, on the video. Yeah, or we could put the link on our Facebook page so people could take a check out. Take- that is true. Check out our YouTube channel and Facebook, by the way, everybody. Yeah, so Watch if you... Show. Yeah, we're, we plan to put more content on these things. We just have... We're, look, we're just getting started. Even yeah, though we just didn't, basically. That's my answer to those kind of things. Yeah, we just didn't. <laughs> I meant to do it. I just didn't. Yeah, so uh, I did want to talk about Lone Survivor. I, just, I put Last Man Standing, but it's Lone Survivor. Last Man Standing is a whole other thing. That but was a movie, right? I think it was Lone Survivor, not Last Man Standing. So that hashtag is completely wrong on our video. It's a lone survivor. So no the, hashtag is wrong. So I I watched it, you know, and it's a depressing movie. I mean, the I'm not going to give much away because it's in the title. It's a bunch of, a guy who is the only man who lives in Afghanistan from his entire team. 
Okay. And oh. the the movie is is starring Mark Wahlberg and um, I'm not sure the guy's name, but it was on Friday night. Taylor something I forget his his, his full name. Anyway. I don't want to really necessarily talk about the movie, but I did want yeah. to talk about what my feelings were after the movie because it's a very emotional movie, and they, at the end they show real-life pictures of, of the people who had passed or got killed in action from this, this uh, combat situation. It really tugs at your heartstrings. Um, even if you weren't like... What it was Isn't that the... Isn't that the I don't know, maybe. It sounds yeah, cool, though. Yeah. They t- tug on your heartstrings. Anyway, um, you know... Uh, but at the end, you know, my you know my wife and I we like to talk about the movies afterwards, and she said to me, you know, Peter, what what was your favorite part of the movie? And I was like, God, ah. and I was thinking and thinking and thinking, and I couldn't think of one moment. It was the, like outstanding. Yeah, because the rest. Yeah, there was no outstanding moments, and I believe this was the first time I've watched a movie that I actually liked. And I was like, whoa, that was that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Well, there was not one standout scene, which led me to think, uh, was there any other movie that I've ever watched where there was there was nothing, uh, there was no one standout scene, and I can't think of one. I literally can't think of one. I was thinking no. the, the Road with Cor- that Cormac McCarthy novel that was made into a movie about a post-apocalyptic world where he and his son um, kind of like venture out into this world to, to kind of try to survive. But there was a bunch of scenes in that movie that stick out in my mind as as a... Um... So wait, how about uh, on The Lone Survivor? What's the first scene that comes to mind? So, okay, the first scene that comes to mind, and actually I was just in my head, the first thing that I was thinking, is the scene where they jump off the cliff and they start rolling down because it's super violent. They're just cracking their face and their legs and their that back. That sounds pretty cool. Wait, do they get hurt? Oh yeah, they get big time hurt. Don't yeah. ruin it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, they got it. Well, I mean, it's not much of a spoiler alert. We know the title of the movie is Lone Survivor, so oh, people yeah, are dying. So. Yeah, I'm not telling you how people die. And then there's another scene. There's only one other scene that I thought, uh, actually, maybe two other scenes that were, but they didn't just because I, I don't, I think of them, but they don't, they don't, they're not like, well, that was a great scene. Yeah. It just was like, would I have done the same thing, kind of thing. That's oh, where. Oh, like... Like reflection scenes. Yeah, it's a reflection scene versus if you watch, um, for instance, our review roulette film. There were scenes in that movie where I was like, "Whoa, that was pretty neat." Yeah, there uh, was yeah, there was some notable scenes. Yeah, but there was nothing like that. So I, I was just thinking, have you ever watched a film where you're just like, "That was just from beginning to end pretty good." There was no mm-hmm. like nothing that like took me over the edge uh, in one um, way or the other. It was very even. I'm trying to think of one. Probably should I feel have like uh, Cloud Atlas, maybe. It was just okay, but... Actually, I, I guess, like... yeah, no, I probably had a couple notable scenes in that, though. So I really like Cloud Atlas. I thought it was just okay. I mean, I liked it as a movie, I guess, but it was really long, and as a story, it wasn't very good, I don't think. Oh, really? I thought this... So I, fe- I hear, though, everyone says this, and I hate when people say it, Oh, the book was much better. But uh, I, yeah. I hear the, the novel is actually quite excellent. I thought the movie was very good and I think completely under, uh, under not underappreciated, but uh, what's the, what I'm saying? Under the radar as a, a quality yeah. film. I mean, it's crazy that there was like totally only like three people in it or something. <laughs> it was like right. everyone just played different people. The era thing, though, I just, I don't know if I was, 
the jump around and then the whole tie together was kind of weird. I think it would have been just as good if it was any one of those like scenes or the the timelines except for the whole movie. Oh, someone just hey, we have a viewer and they put in a film that they like but they had no Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Thank you, Tom M. He says Oblivion with Tom Cruise had no standout scenes, apparently. Then I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of Oblivion with Tom Cruise. I, I, the standout scene for me, I guess, with that in that movie is when they meet each other, right? And they fight each other. I mean, that's fun. I would like to fight myself in Oblivion. You know what I'm saying? In a world where there's just a bunch of clone me's, I think I'd like to fight myself. That's I don't true. know. I don't know if I'd win. Well, you so would do you have think to... that you'd win fighting yourself? Well, I mean, it depends on how you define yourself. Because I mean, like... if you're you and then the other person's you, you have to win because there's no other party involved. Well, yeah, no. I guess I didn't see the movie, but I'm assuming that you are the one that you are right now. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. The, the you, the me. Yeah. The, the me fighting the other me. You say, I think I, think I would have a good chance, a 50-50 chance. I guess 50-50 is pretty reasonable considering it's you. Yeah, it's like in that Zelda game um, when you have to fight the mayor's the mayor the mayor Link in Ocarina yeah, of Time. Yeah, the, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, that was freaking hard. I feel like they did it in Prince of Persia also. They totally did actually. Uh, yeah, Tom. Tom says, uh, yeah, that was a good scene. So look, that that's another. That's so. All right. So anyway, um, you know, I let's you know, moving on. Um, the, the so hey, workaholic started, Jeremy. I know there's been lots of new shows. I'm not super into workaholic, but I'm really excited about Archer because that's totally one of my favorite shows. So have you watched any of Archer yet? I have. There's I've watched the first two. I'm pretty sure there's only two. Okay. It's right. definitely a whole paradigm shift this season. All right, I have to. I have to. I hope they're not off of the on-demand because my DVR did not record them. So I'm gonna. What? Yeah, I know. Is your DVR I broken? Because that's ridiculous. No, so it's on Monday night. Is a terrible night for um. A terrible night for my DVR. There's just too many things recording. So it. I think for whatever reason it got it got booted off the. It was like third, on that at that 10 10 p.m. time slot. Archer would not be third on my DVR. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, precedence on my DVR always shows that I watch with my wife. And Archer is not a show she watches. So if there's guess, a show... Yeah, yeah, if there's a show that... Uh, I'll watch it on, on, on demand, typically. I haven't, I haven't caught up with... Uh, I hear Sherlock's really good, too, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so Sherlock has started... Uh, two episodes have aired. Um, I just watched the first 15 minutes of episode one... So this was like the big so season three I believe this is season four if this is if I'm not mistaken and um, the the end of the last season was quite the cliffhanger quite the cliffhanger <laughs> and uh, they, it as cliff I feel like the biggest cliffhanger in a show that I've been left on is Battlestar Galactica which which one. I don't know, like, almost every season, like, when, like, they totally killed the main guy, like, right as the season ended. Are you talking about Ad Adama, the, the captain? Yeah, I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind, but I feel like every season was a total cliffhanger. Uh, so it's it's just as big, right, because it's a main character dying. Plus, it was just super intense. I don't know. Anyways. But Battle, here's the thing. Battlestar Galactica is a great show. Yeah, it totally I mean, is. Yeah, I mean, did you like the finale of Battlestar Galactica? I, it was acceptable. 
It wasn't. I. It wasn't super good, but like, I mean, it's got to end or whatever. I don't know what they could have done better. But so I was listening to another podcast. Uh, I'm gonna just throw a shout out to my good friends over at um, uh, Prodigal Sons podcast. They they had a TV finale episode today uh, on their podcast. It actually just came out today, and they talked about uh, finales that lived up to the expectations, finales that did TV series that lived up and did not live up. And someone said Battlestar Galactic is, was one of their least favorite season finales. I disagree. I mean, they brought up an interesting point about how did they play all along the Watchtower in yeah. when it was technically our past, but is it our future? Eh, I could live with that. I don't care. You know, maybe someone wrote all along the Watchtower again. But anyway, I thought the finale was great. I mean, it was just kind of like... I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do. It was just anticlimactic. You I feel the classic one that everyone hates is Lost. That's, yes, for sure. And, yeah, that, X-Files, Seinfeld. I mean, Seinfeld a... I thought was all right. I like the Seinfeld one. Yeah, so... Um, so then uh, uh, Tom M., he's our viewer, and he's... he's yeah, he's we're getting little... comments. I love it. People Comment come to Tom. Hey, a... how do you, I don't know how to... Uh, oh, wait. If you have a if you have a show that you didn't like a finale that you did not like, let us know. Okay. Oh. You just killed something, I think. No, I mean I pressed the button. Oh, and then it goes away. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, Wait. did you? I think that means you like answered it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, did you watch the Grammys? Me, I did not watch the Grammys. I heard. Oh, I actually uh, I follow Sean Lennon on. Uh, Facebook, and he was, like, basically live Facebooking booking the Grammys. That was, like, all the coverage that I got. Uh, was it, did, I like Sean. Anything interesting that he that he said that you care to repeat? I mean, I've, I've never seen him, like, live Facebook stuff before. So, uh, I mean, he just, like, it was, like, regular Instagram-style thing, like, whoa, this is sweet. I didn't expect her to do that. Or, you know, like, stuff like that, and then with pictures. Oh, so, so he was I, there. I mean, he was there. Yeah, he was there. Did well, he, like, he also posted some stuff of like his mom. He's like, my mom trying not to dress for the Grammys. <laughs> well, was he on stage with uh, with Paul and Ringo and Yoko? I don't know. I didn't see. It was all the. Pre- I mean, clearly, if he did it, he didn't like you know tweet from the stage like you know. I don't. Who would do that? Did like Kanye do that before? He seems like the only person who would do that. <laughs> uh, who? Kanye West. No, but do what? Like to you know like, live post a picture of him from the stage of the audience or something, oh, or, like, be, you know, a selfie. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. So, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. I was watching um, Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah. Uh, the classic comedy HBO. Yeah, those are super good. I like Eddie so Murphy. So, in that, in, that, um, in that show, there's a lady, he, he pulls a camera from, like, a girl in the front row. Yeah. And he starts taking pictures of stuff. That would be super cool. And then he, like, like, he yeah. does, like, a crotch shot. <laughs> really? Right? But it's one of those, like, you remember the old, like, they're, like, kind of um, long and rectangular? Oh, yeah, like, they use the other film format. I think it was, like, that kind of camera. Yeah, those were the cheap ones that I never wanted to get film for. So I'm wondering, like, where are those photos today? I really wish we knew. I actually... Did a if Google there search? was social media at the time, those would have been posted. I know. Well, they would have been posted. That was my point. Is that so? You were saying, oh, no one ever posted. You know, no one has. But if that was now, those that would have been a cell phone or it would have been a digital camera, and it would have been up like instantly. 
Yeah, instantly. Definitely. And now, and now those are it's lost to the ages. They'll no one know who knows where they are. I feel totally like uh, a bunch of old TV shows are like that too. If they don't like re-release, and nobody has a VHS of it, there's like no way to get them back. I know, right? Exactly. The the so like even the honeymooners was shot on film, and I believe back in the day when to record like the honeymooners because it was recorded live, yeah. they would actually just shoot a camera at a screen, you know, and 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 film the live broadcast of a screen, and oh that, yeah, and that would become the broadcast of or the future broadcast. So. Uh, you know, That's there's crazy. probably so many shows, you know, lost to history. Even film, dude. Film. Well, they said, I heard the thing that, like, so they had all the film archives somewhere. It was, like, maybe it was BBC or something. They had a whole bunch of, or, like, all the old, old movies. And uh, the film totally, like, all burnt because it was super flammable and there was, like, a fire or something. It turns so to like, vinegar. It turns to vinegar. So I used to, this is, you know, a world of you know, probably the, the parlance you don't know. I actually, I used to be, I used to work in a cinema library. Oh, that's cool. Like in an archive, and I would do repairs on film and stuff. Yeah. Like old 16 millimeter prints of, of like Citizen Kane and Magnificent Amerson. And well, I mean, those are just many, you know, those are popular films, but many, many, many obscure films. And I would do inspections and, and check all the splices and, and re-splice and, and, and fix those things. But the old, and then occasionally people would donate a crap load of film. Oh, really? Would and you have I, to, like, watch through it? Yes, I would have to watch... That would be ridiculous. That would be pretty cool. So I watched this old TV show called Roger Ramjet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like an old TV series. I mean, the, the quality was terrible. It, you know, certain things happen if it's not taken care of. This one, it turned red for whatever reason, the way it was oh, stored. Yeah. It had a really uh, red hue to it. But yeah, I would literally watch episodes, take notes, and... Um, and and then catalog them. This was just my job back in college at NYU Film Cinema Studies. I worked yeah. in the Cinema Studies department. It was my work study. I did that, and I was also a projectionist in the evening and stuff. Oh, but I heard a whole story about projectionists and how it's a lost thing. They had something on NPR about it. That was pretty good. Did you hear that? No, but I, I mean, I know that. I just know. Yeah. It. Yeah. Because it was like it used to be like the coolest job. You could, like it was totally like a set thing. You know. It's a union job. Yeah, that's right. Like, it was totally, like, a thing. By the way, also, you know what else is good rocket fuel? Quartz. I what's, mean, what's answering that? Tom's question. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that also is from our movie from last week. What uh, What are you talking about, Jeremy? I don't Remember know. the quartz? Oh, that's what right. Quartz is a word. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Pulling it out. Yeah. You got to go back and watch episode six for that <laughs> reference. <laughs> Or, or just watch the film My Future Boyfriend. Yeah, which was horrible, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's move on. I really wanted to touch on this topic. I feel we've already blown through 27 minutes of the show. It's amazing. Um, so, so 50 years ago today, Isaac Isimov uh, made predictions about what the future would be Today, like so, fifty years ago, like literally today to the date. So, yeah. January twenty thirtieth, nineteen sixty four. I guess he made some predictions about what it's going to be like to live in twenty fourteen. 
And he was actually right in a lot of cases. I, know. I mean, he's a cool guy. He's a good predictor. Yeah, so I'm going to just go through some of these current predictions that were, first off, the ones that were close, okay? Or right, I should say. By 2014, electroluminescent panels will be in common use. Okay, so you may not realize this, but electroluminescent panels are thin, bright panels that are used in retail displays, signs, lightings, and flat panel TVs. Boom! Boom. Nailed it! I know. Yeah, like, literally, like, that's almost... Like, it's only taken off in, like, the last ten years or something, too. Um, so then... All right. Gadgetry will continue to relieve mankind of tedious jobs. Boom! I mean, but that was less of a prediction. I mean... That's yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah. That's basically the, you know, Industrial Revolution extended. Yeah. This one I like. I mean, true, though. Communic- I think the thing, though, is, like, he said 50 years. He didn't say 100 years. He didn't say 25 years. Because yeah. 25 years ago, that might not be true. You know, the definitely the flat panel TV shit, not true 25 years ago. Yeah. All right, so communications will become sight sound and you will see as well as hear the person you telephone. I mean, we are a living example of that right now. It is true. I am a little disappointed. I'm kind of excited at work right now. We all have, like, super standard video phones, and, like, we do regular video calls, because, like, I kind of am disappointed the whole video call thing. I mean, granted, we are doing it now, but it never really caught on. Uh, yeah, no, and People it should... do it, it's just, like, it's it never was not a novelty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, you know what? I think that will change. I think that's so. I mean, I think now... I think the It's only super reason- trivial to do video now. I mean, people just don't do it because they don't want to, pretty much. They just don't want to see. That's the thing. But I believe that it, ultimately it will be an option for every communication standard moving forward. Yeah. All right. So, look, that's three, that's three that he got right. Uh, the screen... I'm um, sorry. Robots will neither be common nor very good in 2014, but Ooh. they will be in existence. That's interesting. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's... He killed it. He nailed it. I know. Yeah, that's, like, really specific and, like, not... I mean, somewhat bleak, but true. So here are the ones that they said close but not exact. Okay? Kitchen units will be devised that will prepare automicals... Oh, I'm sorry, auto meals... Oh, yeah, I like automicals. Automicals, like, yeah. yeah. Awesome word. He, I, we could use that. Heating water and converting it into coffee, toasting bread, frying, poaching, or scrambling eggs. Wait, they didn't bacon. have toasters? I'm pretty sure they had toasters. No, but he's saying... I don't Actually, I don't think... Toasters may have just been in, in, like around that time. I'm pretty sure toasters was one of like those first things they made with the electricity because it's no. just a heating element. Hold on, but he's saying this is just like one machine, I think. Oh, that just... Yeah. Microwave, but, I guess, is uh, the closest. You can't yeah, make well, well, first off, he's, there, it doesn't say it here, but I saw in another article that actually doesn't mention this. He said that the food will be made by, uh, through... It'll be frozen. And we, oh, will yeah. heat it, we will heat it with a kitchen device, which is effectively a microwave. That's, like, dead on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's crazy that, like, that's a huge difference if, like, they didn't have refrigeration, because that was not that long ago. I know. You're burying shit in your backyard. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Or like, you know, sawdust, you know, ice cubes and stuff. Yeah, so I, there was that um, there was that new, uh, the guy from, who does Family, uh, what's it, Family Guy? That, oh, uh, yeah, family, Seth, yeah. He has a family, new... It's like one of the easiest show names ever, and you've, like, 
and family uh what's it family dude yeah family man. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway he has a new movie called a million ways to die in the west yeah and one of the ways someone dies in the in that red band trailer which was released today by the way it wasn't dysentery no it was a giant ice cube squashed a guy oh anyway, really yeah uh, so anyway, let's quickly get back on this. The, the world population will be 65, 6.5 6. billion. That's like, a, isn't it seven or something? It's, it's close though, right? One. I'm like, come on, give them, a, give the guy some slack. That's so close. Um, uh, this one is not correct at all. Mankind, will, or I guess it is. Oh, it's Mankind, seven billion. Mankind will therefore have become a large because he makes a prediction on population. They says mankind will therefore become a large become largely a race of machine tenders. Schools will have to be oriented in this direction. Not quite. Not quite. Of what machine vendors? Tenders, like you're just tending the machines, like fixing. Oh, machine machines. tenders. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I do. Yes, I know, right? Well, so here's the ones that they said that were incorrect. The appliances of 2014 will have no electron electric cords of course, for they will be powered by long-lived batteries running on radioisotopes. I know. That they should do that. I mean, they, ha they do have the isotope batteries, but that's what they did in the Foundation novels, too. So, that sucks, but I would love cordless shit, uh, but whatever, what are you going to do? I mean, battery technology is totally what we're behind that. Like, that would, that's totally, like, stifling everything for us. Exactly. I agree 100%. Uh, all the high school students will be taught the fundamentals of computer technology, will become proficient in bi binary arithmetic, and will be trained to, to perfection in the use of the computer languages that will have developed out of those like the contemporary Fortran. That's, I mean... Not quite right. That's not right. I mean, I feel like that, yeah, schools are not really caught up with tech. I mean, they try, I guess, but... I like all the code academies and, like, the... Um, I forgot that one that people do... That's another online free school thing for computer stuff. Right. I, I've done Code Academy. I try to learn JavaScript. That's a cool language. I just try to do it. I just thought maybe it'd be fun. It is fun. You don't, yeah. Did you think it was fun? I did think it was pretty fun, actually. I thought it was pretty good. So, anyway. Um, and then the last one, and these were the ones they said they were incorrect. We will live in a, a society... This is, by the way, this is what I wish was correct, by the way. Yeah. We will live in a society of enforced... Leisure. Ooh, enforced leisure. And the most glorious single word in the vocabulary will have become work. Okay, first off, maybe that's sort of true. We have a lot of unemployed people nowadays, but <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no there's no enforced leisure. Leisure. I you know, I would love enforced leisure. Here in America, you watch you you get kind of criticized for taking a vacation. No enforced leisure here. <laughs> So anyway, I this Jeremy, this is for the next show. And, and by the way, for the, the one listener, um, Tom, if you want to chime in here, what do you think? Uh, and this will be the question for open up to all audiences when they watch this, uh, you know, on our YouTube channel later. What do you think? What's going to be our future in fifty years? Yeah, we'll go over some ideas. I got to think about it. I got to think. Pretty cool. I think it, it'd be fun to predict. I think now is a lot harder to predict than when he was too. I I I think fifty years. I think of the things future, could be like completely different. I it's you know it's it's so it's so hard it's so hard. 
I can't. I, I, you know, for next week or the next show. I'm. By the way, I'm traveling to New York next week, so we may have to do a remote. Yeah, um, we, we can try like the phone. It might. Yeah. It might be just a short episode. It might be an abbreviated episode. Yeah. Um, I really wanted. Personally, I wanted to make a recap episode, but that's way more work to do the editing. <laughs> yeah, it would just make sense if I don't have video. I just like do the audio, and it's just a, you know. Um, so just you know, a, I can put like a um, put like a watermelon on like a broom or something, and then just have like a cut to you as <laughs> cut to that as the audio. <laughs> so you know, I was ta- I saw an article speaking of the near future, not fifty years into the future. And they said by twenty, I think they said twenty twenty, like ninety percent of all cars on the road. Will be yeah. automated, dry, driven automatically. Oh yeah, I think that that's totally. I think that automated car. I didn't believe that could happen, but after we have Cardigo here, I think that Cardigo is the perfect, like, business architecture for creating automated cars. Because that was the main problem I was thinking was the liability. I think we and talked about this on the previous episode. Not the previous episode, but episodes past. So not automated cars. So you know the thing is with automated cars is that it will end so many things. Vehicle death and accidents. Okay, that's gone. Yeah. Um. Uh. There be no. Uh. Ins- so insurance premiums will be either super expensive or non-existent, right? Yeah, because it just won't be dangerous. Uh. What about uh drunk driving? Now you could just get ripped and just hit go home. <laughs> it's like that. Uh. They have that DUI commercial kind of like that. By the way, Tom, Tom's prediction is that we will be dead after World War III. Thank you. I, know, I also noticed <laughs> there was another prediction on here from uh, Ted. Oh, that was Ted that said that. Was that Ted or Tom? Ted. Because oh. there's two people coming now. Woo! I'm confused. Um, so, so the I can't wait for the future. The future seems great. The traffic will be reduced, by the way. Yeah, I mean, well, I was also reading another thing, just that, like, traffic is only bad because we're, like, you know, sympathetic to other drivers. Like, you should just, like, hurry and get in the spot faster. They compared it to network traffic, because I thought that was pretty interesting. So if it was all computer-controlled, it would be, like, you know, way more efficient. Um... I... Man, I don't know. I, I can't... Here's the thing. I don't... I can't wait. I can't wait for. Um, I can't wait for. It was so. Tom saying it wasn't me. It was Ted. Ted and Tom. Yeah. I know. I yeah. caught. I caught it. It's it's your fault, Peter. It's it is fault. my fault. <laughs> um. Yeah. I can't wait for the, the day my car picks me up. I just hit a, a button. It's like Men in Black. Yeah. It picks <laughs> me up and boom. Um. It just picks me up and I just hit go. I say go home and it takes me home. Yeah. That'd be sweet. And this look, we were making fun of uh, that movie last week, my future boyfriend, when when we were oh, like, yeah, he just talks to the car, like, go. Yeah, around. yeah. We, I mean, they had cars, and we we're like, there's cars in the background. Why don't they know how to drive? That could be our. No, I just thought it's dumb they had cars. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that was year thirty one hundred, right? Yeah. Um, Speaking of, um, I was just gonna like do it. Future predictions, also. Uh, the movie for this week. District B-13. Yes. I thought it it was somewhat a realistic prediction 
of 2010. Right. Okay. So hold on. Before we get into what the movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, not to not to bring up the movie, but we're just talking about this time stuff, you know. Yeah. So we'll just quickly talk about. By the way, speaking of predictions, I wanted to get this in. Um, you know, we are from the Pacific Northwest, so we have Seahawk fever, even if we don't like the Seahawks. I know much. Seahawk fever. Yeah. We, yeah. Airplane thing earlier too. Yeah, we have Seahawk fever. I just want to talk about prediction. Uh, if this is uh, this is from. You know, one of our local in Salt Lake City, a Utah ape, like a a monkey, an ape, yeah, um, that has correctly picked the Super Bowl for the last six straight years, <laughs> predicted today that the Seattle Seahawks will be the next NFL champion. Boom, boom. Woo! Eli the ape ran into an enclosure Thursday morning and swiftly knocked down a paper mache helmet bearing the Seahawks logo. Signaling is picked, said Erica Hansen of Hogle Zoo in Salt Lake City. Hansen I, said he made the pick without any hesitation. Yeah, I think it, we're going to crush. Did you see that video of, uh, I think it was in Bellingham, but they had the two like construction vehicles crushing the, the Bronco truck? Oh, I, didn't, I saw the headline. I didn't watch it. It was a really good video. It was extremely crushed. Just like they're going to be in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let, look, let's get into roulette, review roulette because I think, you know, we got we to gotta talk about... Um, we got to talk about this thing. So, everyone, um, review roulette is where Fresher and myself randomly pick a movie from the, uh, the Netflix catalog um, and then we review that movie, good or bad, uh, the following week. And we like for the people who actually watch the show to watch the film with us the week between shows so they can enjoy our witty observations uh, yeah. and review and of the show. More of a, uh, it's more of a um, talking points than an actual review, I'd like to point out also. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. So <laughs> this week we watched a French movie. Which I know I kind of forgot that it was going to have subtitles. I know, and I uh, to be honest, I fell asleep in it, and it wasn't. I was so tired last night. I had a. I woke up this morning early and finished it. Um. Uh, so. Oh really? Yeah, I thought about doing that, but I just stayed up till like three o'clock instead. I, I so I got my the 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 family, the wife and I got caught up in um, planning our vacation to Vietnam in April. Oh well, that's awesome. Yeah, so we got we got we got a little caught up in that. I didn't get down to watching the film, and like I had to watch it until 12:30 last night. So I fell asleep like at, like about with a half hour to go. Yeah. So I fell asleep around 1:30, and uh, so I, I woke up this morning early and finished it. So to give you a brief like the summary of the of the film from IMDb, uh, B, District B13. Um, I would pronounce the I can't pronounce the original title in French. Is uh, set in the ghettos of Paris in 2010. An undercover cop and an ex-thug try to infiltrate a gang in order to defuse a neutron bomb. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a neutron bomb. I just read yeah, about neutron bombs. That was, they, they talked about it in the thing. So, scratching my carpet, doing it so, in a new room. i got to move in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's leaving the show. I'll just keep talking. So, I know. Um, <laughs> so we talked about this last week. I said I personally dislike when I watch a movie that's set in a future that has already happened, but I actually didn't mind this one so much. Yeah, I thought it was, like, somewhat somewhat correct in its stylization anyways. So, the, the, the essentially, District B-13 is a 
walled-off city in the middle of Paris that is just the ghetto. Yeah, okay. it's like the ghettos of ghettos. I don't even know if it's a ghetto, because they have pretty nice apartments. I, I don't know. I know, I saw, when they were jumping around, on the top yeah. of some of those apartments, it was pretty nice. Yeah, they had, like, gardens and stuff, so it wasn't so much a ghetto, just it was, like, the undesirables. And I don't think, first off, I think the French don't like Muslims very much. I, I could be, that could be a generalization, but I, I felt like this was kind of playing off that, that, that what was happening in 2004 in, in Paris at the time in, in France where they were having a bit of a kind of a culture clash. So I think there I was... I didn't even know about that. Yeah, so I think there was some allegory to that, but, you know, I think to speak more, to speak better about that, you would probably have to be transported back to France circa 2003. Uh, but I do remember, I do remember um, that there was, that was happening. They had, uh, they had nominated a, a far, a very, very right-wing conservative guy um, uh, to run for president against the then sitting president, who lost, um, but they, there was this kind of kind of weird, almost Tea Party esque, uh, very conservative right wing that was yeah. that was almost came into power back then. So anyway, it's written by Luc Besson, who I love, uh, Fifth Element, great movie. Yeah, it, yeah, I thought you mean. Did you just say that this was a great movie? No, I said Fifth oh, Element. Fifth Element, yeah, no, that's yeah. one of my top favorite movies ever, probably. Yeah, and this guy wrote it. The guy who wrote that wrote this. Yeah, I know. That's what we had gone over. That's yeah. that is pretty cool. So anyway, uh, this was 2004. I said it was 2003. It was 2004, and this is probably around the height. I'm gonna say the very beginning, or maybe like the I don't know if it was the peak, but of parkour, which is I guess inherently yeah. French. I know. I know it's super French too. Like the whole thing, all they were doing was parkour. That was pretty ridiculous. And the parkour was excellent. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was pretty good. But it's funny, like, I was like, oh, this guy's going to get away because he can jump on buildings. But then, like, there's, like, ten bad guys just jumping on all the buildings, too. Okay, so there's no way they could have caught him, okay? I don't know how they could catch it. He was flying around buildings, diving <laughs> through windows, and every time he dove through, jumped off three buildings, landed on four roofs, jumped through a window, and then there was a guy there waiting for him. No chance. I know, yeah. It was ridiculous because he knew he knew the area so well. Yeah, I, and so that character was Leto or Leto, L-E-I-T-O. I, I didn't even bother to learn. He was the, he was the in the summary the thug. Yeah, but he wasn't really a thug because we were introduced to him and he's like getting he's he's trying to stop drug dealers from selling drugs on his street. Yeah, he's like don't come in my neighborhood or whatever. Right. His so, his security was pretty bad though. Which security? The um. The bad Leo guy, or Taha. The like, no, the the good guy. Oh yeah, it was pretty bad. And why did no, he have security? No. I don't understand why he had security. To protect his, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, but I thought that the cars, the cars were like super funny. Those were pretty 2010-ish. They all looked like they were from like a. Um, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, two. Fast and Furious, except yeah. for like more lame. <laughs> yeah. But that's funny, that was, like, the thing. And their outfits, too. The outfits, oh. I think, were, like, spot on. Like, they were kind of like the outfits in uh, Idiocracy, except for, you know, not as corporate -y. Well, here's what I wanted to know, is that what... So, I noticed this. There was one guy who was wearing a football jersey. Not, like, European football, an American football jersey. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was the main guy. K2. And then another guy was had baseball bats, okay? Oh, yeah, he did. So what's the deal with that? The French don't play football or have baseball. They do, well, I don't understand. They do so, in the future, 2010. 
I mean, it's popular now, right? I don't think so. I don't think any of those things are popular right now in France. I mean, football, European football, not American football. Like yeah. Soccer. That's true. So but, then, um, and so anyway, the to advance the plot a little forward, the, the, I thought the cut to the the policeman, the 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 guy who kind of takes down that casino. Oh yeah, no, that's the main guy. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Hey, he looked like a music person. Like he looks like a. Uh, what's his name? Moby. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> I was thinking Eminem. So that guy, apparently, we could talk about this later, but that guy's actually a stunt choreographer. choreographer. Oh, really? Yeah. He's actually does more, he's done more stuff for stunts than really he's acted. He's essentially taxi, so a lot of... Did you, like, look up about him, or did you just I'm looking at him right now. I'm looking at him right now. He did all the stunts for The Transporter, Transporter 2, um... Uh, both the Transporter TV series. By the way, I didn't even know there was a Transporter th- TV series. Did you know that? No, I didn't see the Transporter. Well, well there's a, three of them, I think, and there's a TV series, Transporters the series. I kind of want to see it now. Anyway, so th- I thought the cut, after we get introduced to the guy in, in the district, and then they cut yeah. to to the guy, the, the police, who becomes a, the second main character that he teams up with, that scene where they introduce him, I thought that was really abrupt. It was just like they spent 20 minutes introducing this guy. I know. 20 minutes introducing the 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 cop. Yeah, the flow then, was not that good. And that was like 40 minutes of the movie, and then they're like, oh, and now they give a 10 minute setup for the plot, and then it was the rest of the movie was 30 minutes. It was it was already over. The main plot point, which was getting this bomb in this town, yeah, uh, was very. It was like not even half the movie. It was less than half the movie. Yeah, it was, like, all the build-up and stuff. And, like, uh, the whole thing when they, like, m- made them meet, like, I didn't even get that. And then, like, how's he going to believe he's another, like, bad guy or whatever in the jail truck? That was ridiculous. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he, when they, how they, they, they essentially... Uh, yeah, how they introduce them is, like, he pretend the cop pretends to be another convict, and they, like totally, like, batter him into a police van while they do a transfer, and then, like, he breaks out of the police van, and he's like, come on, I'm breaking out. And then the other guy's like, I know you're a cop. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he said he knew he was a cop because of how stiff his actions were. Yeah, I know, because he wasn't parkour enough. He wasn't parkour, he wasn't smooth <laughs> enough. So yeah, we lost the viewer. Funny. I think, here's the thing, I think Review Relight's great, I think we got to cut it down a little bit, because I think people don't care because they haven't watched the movie. So anyway, I don't know. It's pretty funny, though. It is pretty funny. Anyway, uh, here's the thing. I actually like this movie, even though... Yeah, I thought it was, was pretty good. It only got, like, three stars. Oh, I was going to say, it also was super dumb that the main gangster guy, he walks all of his, like, enemies all the way through his whole base and sees all the sections every time. Like, bring them to my office, and they get oh. to see, like, everything. That was ridiculous. That was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, and I don't understand. So, they have internet... And, and um, excuse me, and and uh, Cayman bank accounts. Uh, you know, for a quarantine slum area. Yeah, I mean, they seem like they could do pretty much what they want. Yeah, it seemed like it would be better to be in there, outside of having no education, no food, and all that stuff. Yeah, I'd probably have to say my favorite part in the movie was when they were getting when uh, he went and rescued his sister, and they were walking out. 
and the dude who was, like, trying to get on his sister totally, like, took off her underwear and put it in that guy's mouth. That was pretty funny. Best part of the movie. I said it to you today. <laughs> that, that just sealed... She wasn't even in the movie very long, and, like, that sealed her badassness. They're yeah. walking through, like, 15 thugs with, like, their boss at gunpoint, and the dude who was hassling her, she's like, here, yeah, you can have my underwear, and, like, you know, holds a gun at him while she's, like, bending over and whatever. That was pretty funny. Right, and by the way, this is the first review roulette movie that actually spawned a sequel. Yeah, it is, I know. I'm going to watch the sequel. I think it would be worth it. I agree. I think, you know, this, you know, I look, you know, sometimes they give you, like, what what's the, um, they give you, uh, like, people who like this movie like these other movies on IMDb. Yeah. And the movies that I'm looking at are Demolition Man, which is a cult classic. I like that movie a lot, Demolition Man. I, I didn't see. I don't wait. Is that the one where they go to an asteroid or something? No, that's Stallone and and Wesley Snipes. It's it's actually quite a good movie. I really like it. It's where you actually you've never seen it. I maybe I just get it confused with all those other ones. It's like with the Taco Bell wins the franchise war. There's like this weird under Dennis Leary runs this underground society. Is that the one where they have like the foam filling car? When, like, maybe, it crashes and it fills with foam? Maybe. It's also the one where if you curse, like, a little thing spits out, like, a fine, and they have a way of wiping their butts that there's, like, two shells on the wall. And oh, yeah, like, the shells, the shells. Yeah, it is the shells one. It's the same one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, Sandra Bullock is in it as well. Yeah. I know, the, shell, I, the shells thing was really good, because, like, there's totally weird stuff like that. It's the shells, you don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So the movies that people liked that like this movie liked a lot of really good, like, I think good films. Ocean's Eleven, Looper, Oblivion. Actually, Oblivion was, um, it was okay. I liked Oblivion. So, actually, it was just brought up in, in our, someone, our viewer earlier. It's true, it was. Yeah. So, I thought, for me, that scene where she shoves her panties into his mouth was by far, like, the best, like, character moment. But for me, the... I was I was wowed by every scene with the parkour, all of it. I don't it, think I was wowed. I more was thinking like, really parkour? <laughs> I mean, oh, it was remember, cool. This but... was two thousand four, so parkour was pretty new back then. That's true. I mean, yeah, it wasn't as. But I mean, that's what makes it funny too that it thinks the future. But have you heard of this movie, the Zatochi, the Blind Swordman? No. I hadn't either. It sounds cool. I feel like I have seen Blind Swordsman movies before. But I'm not sure if it's that one. I don't think I've... I might have heard of that. I've heard it's like Tochi, but I didn't know it was Blind Swordsman. Um, so, yeah, let's give it a review. I mean, we didn't really talk... Oh, yeah, about, yeah number. I, I'm going to go a little higher on this one. I'm going to go higher than I've ever gone. I think I am, too. I don't think I've ever given anything more than a three. Uh, you gave Barfi, I think, a five. Did I? Okay, I need to go. Did uh, I have to go back and rewatch? I didn't. I don't even remember my views. But so, what are you giving it? Oh wait, hold on. Don't like say anything yet. Okay. Hey. Oh no, they don't have it. Oh, here we go. Seven. Nice. That's a pretty good one. I yeah, seven. Let's see. I'm gonna have to give it a. A seven as well. Whoa! So that's an average of double seven. I was thinking it was between six and seven. I'd definitely rewatch it. 
I would. I, here's the thing. I wouldn't. I would almost recommend this movie to people. I'm so like really close to be like, yeah, it's pretty. It's a little yeah, dated. Yeah, I mean, like it is kind of dumb, but like it has redeeming factors for sure. Uh, and, and again, on my scale, I consider anything over five or five rewatchable, and below five, not rewatchable. And I, I again, not my most favorite movie of all time, but definitely, I think. It was probably the slickest, for sure, of the films we've watched so far. That's true. Yeah, it was the slickest. I, I, I you know, I, I, maybe it's because we've watched so many bad movies in a row. I know, yeah. Oh, by the way, that, we got to pick the next movie. Yeah, so what, I forgot until just now to use these sounds. That's the worst. <laughs> that was one of my uh, show goals, was to use more sounds. Oh, man, the gong. Uh, so what do you think? Um, what, what's the genre? We, uh, by the way, we always pick genre first. Sorry, people. Yeah, I think that the. Um, I think we should do uh, action again. Action adventure. Because that was pretty good. I mean, we could just do B thirteen, the sequel, but that would be a lot of time. No, to that's not. Through. It's not roulette enough. Okay. I mean, um, I feel like I just watched that on my own, anyways. Uh, all right. So uh, let me know when you get a random title. All right. I mean, I didn't get it yet. That was a misleading. All right. Oh, oh, they need like a slide whistle. I wanted a slide whistle, but all they have is a. What? I did not expect that one to be that noise. That's they the inception noise. noise. That's the inception noise or loss. Oh, inception. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my 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 random pick that came for me is Beyond Desire. I feel like I've heard of that before. I, you know, it's starring Carrie War. I feel like Carrie War, like when I was in high school, she was kind of like the softcore Cinemax actress. Really? She, she's in this movie, so I have a, I have a feeling it's rated R. I have a feeling there might be some, some nudity in this one. It's nudity, uh, basically boobs. Yeah, fresh from prison, Ray hits Las Vegas and stumbles upon Rita, a hot girl in a hot car who's hot to trot. That's a lot of hots. But Ray, but Ray isn't about to trust the stranger, especially since the word on the street is that he has a, sub, a substantial stash hidden somewhere in the city. That doesn't sound action or adventure to me. Yeah, that sounds like no story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what you... The one that I came up is Black. The um, Netflix rating is 3.3. Oh, yeah, how long is that one? This is a, a, a dash, so no, no running time. This one's 115 minutes. That's pretty long. But anyways, yeah. Black. In the wake of a robbery attempt gone awry, African-born thief Black Black narrowly survives a police shootout and jumps a, at a chance to go to Sen Senegal, where he is taken... Wait. Oh, he's tasked. I'm horrible at reading today. Probably he's that tasked, He's tasked with seizing a cache of diamonds, but it's hardly... The easy job he envisioned. That's also a really bad plot summary. And also, like, my reading did not help. Yeah, I think it's you're not used to reading with one eye. You're yeah, bad. I know. It's probably, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Oh, I wanted, oh yeah, this one. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> so what, what is your, what's your pick? Beyond Desire or Black? I don't know. I'm going to have wait, what is your Netflix rating? 3.1. This is 3.3. 3. Ugh. This is rough. It is rough because neither of them sound great. 
I think we should pick yours because it's usually mine. But I always say it's usually mine, but I'm pretty sure it is. We need, to right, re- we need, we need some sort of viewer who's like keeps track of these things. Not I think. Me. Okay, I think it's three to one right now, or is something it? like that, or maybe four to. Uh, it's pretty like up there. I'm pretty sure you've only picked one or two. Yeah. So let's just do Beyond Desire. All right. Uh, this movie's gonna be terrible. <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Beyond Desire. William Forsythe. Boom. Carrie Warrer. Oh, man. But, uh... Rough. I mean... Yeah, we're, um... Ugh. All right, whatever. (laughs) Ugh. Whatever. (laughs) But, uh... So the only other topic that we had up was this Amanda Knox business... Oh yeah, we gotta touch upon it. We gotta touch upon it. Right, so I'm like, I actually don't know that many details, so I'm interested in uh, hearing what you have to know about it. I saw some article, but I didn't read it. Okay, so I apparently this. So I don't know. I'm not like I don't know too much about the whole case, but I did read something today that blew my mind. Blew my yeah. mind. Okay, so here's the long and short of it. Do you know she was? You, so you understand like she was arrested. She was found yeah, guilty. Yeah, she was like, then, detained in Italy for crazy long, right? Yeah, she was found guilty. Then, like an appellate court, like ruled that you know, missed whatever they threw out the guilty plea. She was released. It was because the cops were being all weird or something. So yeah, it's. I mean, apparently there's a Rolling Stone article that kind of like is the end all be all of this thing. But so here's the crazy thing. So here's what I read today. It was like a summation of that Rolling Stone article. Yeah. Is that her and her boyfriend. So apparently, uh, by the way, Seattle native, Amanda. I Knox. know. Yeah. 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 Foxy Noxy. Um, <laughs> I know. So anyway, apparently she's book smart, but a little bit naive and stupid, in terms of street smarts. Yeah. And she, and she was hoodwinked into signing a confession, which she probably didn't even understand because it was like Italian and she doesn't even speak Italian. So anyway, bottom line is she comes. She's out for the evening. This is what kills me. She's out from the evening. Comes like home here, with, or you mean when, like, no, when, no, yeah. back when it happened, when it actually oh, yeah, happened. Yeah. She comes back, and she sees, oh, there's a little blood, and there's a giant fucking piece of shit in the toilet, unflushed. <laughs> really, that's like her noted things. No, this is what she sees. Yeah, she sees no, blood. but I mean, that's what she's. She sees blood. She sees a giant turd in a toilet. Yeah. Freaks out. I feel like runs, that's a good selfie background. <laughs> freaks up, runs, runs, runs to her boyfriend's house. They come back and I think they're like, "Oh, what's going on?" They and then they uh, call the, her friends who happen to be like low-level policemen or something. Yeah. And they open the door and they find a dead body. I think there was. But a she body. never found the body. I don't. She, well, I don't know the timeline of when they found the body, but it was definitely she found a log in the toilet before she found the body. It's weird. So the. So anyway, apparently all these people came onto the scene, contaminated everything. The DNA, everything. Yeah. Probably flushed the toilet for all I know. Yeah. But here's what I think what the DNA was all messed up. Her blood was never found on anything. But they I guess the Italians all the people that were there, there was a, she had a lot of roommates like from the UK, they all pieced the f out. They just got out of town. They were like, "Hell with this. I'm not staying here." Yeah. Amanda Knox was like, ah, she stayed around to wait for the family to come and all this stuff. And yeah. The cops were just looking to freaking demonize this American who yeah. was on a sexual romp. 
and they said that they cr- concocted a story of her being um, essentially a Satanist. Oh, yeah, and, no, I remember hearing that. Yeah, and that she this was like a ritualistic killing. So anyways, I mean, all this stuff goes that she was innocent, but now she's found guilty again, or what? Well, yeah, so he, I just want to say, by the way, they now kind of have an idea. They found the other DNA on the scene of this yeah. other guy who was in jail already, and that was his turn. So they suspect this was a low-level robbery gone yeah. way wrong, and they just pinned it on this stupid-ass girl who was American because they could. Yeah. And, and anyway, so the long story short is they found her guilty, and the appellate court found her not guilty. Then that they essentially took it to the next level, essentially their Supreme Court, where today they found her guilty yet again. Like you mean in Italy, right? In Italy. So now yeah. we have this crazy treaty with the Italians where uh, we don't do extradition very often. Yeah. Especially since technically this is a double jeopardy. You know in the United States you can't... Uh, you can't try someone again for the same crime. Right. So th- so there are people, although I don't know the legalese for this and I don't claim to know the legalese for it. Um, uh, they, um, they are going to... Uh, they're they're gonna they can't because they because the United States Constitution has double jeopardy in its written laws. Yeah, it supersedes any Italian laws, and we will not extradite her because we do not believe in double jeopardy. And even yeah. if that wasn't the case, they probably wouldn't even extradite her. There's still a yeah, small chance she, she could get sent to Italy, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So, but I mean, is it like? Is it likely that she... I, I figured that she's she's guilty again was actually based on like something real, but it still sounds like she's not, right? It's not. She's not. There's no extra... There's no extra anything. It's just... I mean, no, who's... Is it like the other family who's... I like no, that I'm asking you. Really it's it's not. It's not. From what I understand, it's not the other family. It's a, a corrupt and... I don't I shouldn't say corrupt, but essentially a wildly inefficient and politicized court. Yeah. To, Trying to demonize uh, a, and by the way, I don't stick up for Americans very often, but in this yeah. case, they are definitely trying to pin this one on her when everything overwhelmingly shouts her innocence. Yeah, but I mean, I just I wouldn't see the draw in like trying to find her guilty and like for the anyone for any unless they had some evidence. Like, what would be the gain? They just. They like nobody who wants like if the family's not totally pushing for it. I feel like that's the main one. If it was like the family, like we want the person who's dead like to be revenged or whatever, you know. No, it's just the. I, I like that. Just the, just a little bit there. It's just the Italians. <laughs> it's just the Italians trying to serve justice in a in a very strange fashion. Huh. By the way, uh, we had a comment from Jonathan Silver Santiago that says, "How do I join this hangout on air?" And the answer to that question. Jonathan is you can't you can't yeah, we, join yeah. us. We're gonna do special guests, but it's not a open yeah. hangout. At yeah, this point. yeah, it is not an open hangout at this point. Um, we already get we've already had so many negative comments. We don't need we don't need have to. We? I well, was we had that one that that one was you're gay. Remember that one? That was oh, that was probably. Wait, is that the only one? Yeah, that's the only one. We've only had four comments. <laughs> so many negative comments. Twenty-five percent of the comments were negative. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is twenty-five percent. So that's I, not even like that bad, though. That's just that's standard trolling. That is standard trolling. 
So I think that I don't really have anything else uh, out there. I don't have a sponsor message to add, but I hope to have one soon. I know we're gonna we're gonna get some sponsors going on. Uh. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, it's yeah. Jimmy's bail bonds. This episode has been brought to you by Jimmy's bail bonds. When you get in trouble, <laughs> call one eight hundred bail bonds. Jimmy will help you. Is it the number really one eight hundred bail bonds? No. There's no Jimmy's Bail Bonds, and don't tell oh, 1-800-Bail-Bonds. I would bail believe bonds. you. I was, no. I was about to ask, like, what's their promo code they use? <laughs> promo bail code? Bond for us. <laughs> if you want to get a lower interest rate on your bond, mention Fresher and Parlance at your hearing. <laughs> I just want people to call randomly. <laughs> mention them. <laughs> just, just mention us anything you do, because yeah. we have deals with basically everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Right, and, and, and hashtag fap time. Yeah, hashtag fap time. Fap time. Um, oh, and so, yeah, hey, look, Tom M, is ba- Tom M wants us to talk about one more thing. Okay, cool. He wants to talk about Justin Bieber being arrested. Oh, yeah. That was last week, right? No, he was sent, he was deported last oh, week. Oh, I was, like, I saw the thing about the petitions to the White House to deport him. Well, actually, no, he, he's, I think he's been arrested multiple times. Once was in the U, in Miami for speeding. But I heard he was totally a dick to the cops, too. That was the last one, and he was, like, in a Lamborghini or something. Right, and then today he was arrested again in, in, in Toronto, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we, I was, we were, you know, I work in a, organization that handles the news occasionally. And uh, they were watching the live, um, I guess the live feed of, of Bieber getting arraigned or brought in. Oh, yeah? And there was a, it was like a Beatles concert. I shouldn't say like a Beatles. It was like a Bieber concert. People were like <laughs> screaming for Justin Bieber to get... You know what I hate about... Did you see his freaking mugshot? He was so... Is like, he's like all coy things. He's like... Is the like, mugshot the one that they said looked like Miley Cyrus? No, maybe. I thought I that know. that was Julia's mugshot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he actually looked... Uh, so Tom is saying he's been arrested three times. I think one was in L.A., one was in Miami, and yeah. one... I think it would be super in... funny if he got deported, and he can't do shows in the U.S. I, you know what? It's funny is that Amanda Knox... Um, Amanda Knox has... Justin Bieber has a better chance of being not allowed in America than Amanda Knox does to be getting sent to Italy, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that, like, the reason that I saw about it was the whole White House petition thing, because there's, like, beactive.com or whatever to petition about things. Right. And they totally got enough signatures for, like, the White House has to look into this. Like, it's, like, you know, like, that's pretty cool. So apparently he, 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 he said he retired from public life on Twitter. He's like, I've retired. So after he made that statement, he's literally gone off the bender. I saw that they the the test they te- he had blood. I I know way too much about this. They found Xanax and marijuana in his blood from that one in Miami. Really? Xanax. Yeah. Yeah. Xanax. I mean Xanax. What is that? A pain? Is that a morphine-based pain pill? I thought it was like a relaxed thing. I guess that's what morphine pain pills are for too, right? Yeah, I'm not sure I if it's an opiate or not. Uh, anyway, none of them are drugs. So anyway, he he they found that his fall from his. Fall from Grace is going to be epic, I think. Yeah, I think well, it already is. I mean, there were a lot of people who were, but I like the deportation, the deportation thing. No, like that, you, I, I think that would be cool. Do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be worse than like those different strokes guys where they became crack addicts. I think it could be worse than that. 
I think Justin Bieber could be Robin Banks in three years. I I want to I want to see it happen. I mean, I have nothing against Justin Bieber actually, but I mean, you know, I just yeah. think it'd be funny. I don't, yeah, he's already stealing people's hearts with his music. Have you seen a Zach Galifianakis show like Between Two Ferns? Yes, I have. I like the one with Justin Bieber where he just like thinks he's an eight-year-old. <laughs> I've I've actually never I've never seen the one with Justin Bieber. I haven't have to watch. Ooh, that. it's pretty good. You should check it out. I like that show though. The, it's a good it's a good idea. So but I think I think that's it. I think, I we think that is it. End it on that. We should end on this one. Yeah. Woo! So uh, thank you everyone for watching. Thanks, yeah. Tom. You're good our show. Friend. Ooh ooh. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Uh, I got the the sound thing. Uh. Oh no! Ooh. Applause. That's what I wanted. So that's the yeah. show. Yeah, that's the show. And uh, thanks for all that have watched. And uh, hopefully you'll come back next week at Thursday. You can yeah. always watch our. Uh, you can always like our face on Facebook. Our page on Facebook. Like our um, face on Facebook. You can like our and face. Also, follow us on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and follow our YouTube channel, Fresh and Parlance. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, you have a good night. Yeah, this is uh, Fresher signing out. And this is Parlance saying, have a good weekend. Woo! Go Hawks! Ugh!